Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the podcast where we recap every movie in the MCU and bring you every bit of news, notes that we possibly can for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am one of your hosts, Jay Christie, and joining me today is, first off, the poet himself, the new dad, Anthony Canton III. Hey, what's up, Jake? We are back once again, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, and joining us shortly will be Jerome Chang. And unfortunately, uh, Nitz is not able to join us today, but we're here to talk about... That hipster. Yeah, I know. Uh, we're here to talk about <laughs> uh, the second trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home. It dropped today. Now, Anthony, what, what was your first immediate reaction? Because I have a feeling I know exactly what it was. Well, I mean, we've been talking about this for like the past week since we did the Avengers Endgame pod. Uh, we've been hearing little rumors about what Phase 4 is going to be. So we got a little bit of confirmation here that that we're getting the multiverse um, with the events of Endgame past and some of the stuff. The aftermath of the snap, if you will, has caused this multiverse to occur as uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio, a.k.a. Quentin Beck, um, is not from that current Earth. So that aspect is very interesting, first of all. And then I think them addressing what happened to Tony Stark immediately in this film, I think is important, I think, not only for the story, but for, I think, every everyone who who loves the MCU so much, because that was just such, a, such an emotional moment, such a heroic death for Tony Stark. So... It's cool to see uh, Peter Parker have to deal with that and coming back from the snap himself and going forward. So there's a lot of good stuff in this trailer. Yeah, I was thinking that your reaction was just uh, in big, bold, 300-point typeface, multiverse. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's, that's, that's my thing. Secret War, baby. We're, get, we're getting there. Uh, my reaction was, I, I agree, it was it was really nice to have, have, like, you know, an emotional connection in it, like, to have, uh, to find out what the emotional core of the movie's gonna be, because obviously before yeah. Endgame, they couldn't give us that, because we know that, we know Tony Stark's dead, but, um, to see that now, like, it feels, uh, like, I get what the thrust of the movie's gonna be because obviously like the plot of it is gonna be whatever Quentin Beck's doing and you yeah. know what but like the movie's not you know that's not really what the movie's about the movie's about what Spider-Man's going through and you know the first Spider-Man Homecoming is about him learning how to be responsible and how to be a hero and what what that means and I think this one it seems like it's gonna be about I don't know like one dealing with loss but also I think yeah having to take on uh more responsibility than he thought he uh had so, like being thrust upon more responsibility right. because his father yeah. figure uh died as like you know it's a classic story it's his tale as old as time you know what i mean like uh how when obi-wan oh, gets struck down in star wars luke has to take on more than he ever thought he had to you know that type of thing yeah you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of there's a the book um after the death of captain america in the comics um, there are different stories um, talking about like each how each different hero dealt with the death, and there's a story of Spider-Man at um at a, not only a Cap's grave, but at um I think it was ben, ben oh yeah Ben Parker's grave, and he's just thinking of a time that Captain America helped him out and stuff, and how does he how does he carry on 
trying to be a hero, knowing that this big void was left behind. So it seems like they're kind of running with that story here too, just replacing Cap with Tony here. And then also like the the ultimate Spider-Man from uh, the ultimate books where not only the books, but the, the TV series where Spider-Man works with Nick Fury. That actually I'm I'm in, interested in as well, because I think this could lead to this could lead to the the young Inve- young Avengers that um, has been rumored to to take place at some point later in the MCU. So I'm very interested to see how all of this plays out. But I think it's just so important to have like a have a good story and it seems like they have something built pretty well here so i'm looking forward to it yeah and i think i think that um i think i actually remember who it was who said it on the uh end game pod but someone said that they don't want to see any more standalone movies from characters that don't have any like interaction with other parts of the mcu and I think that I think that Spider-Man: Homecoming did really well. It was I think it was the first one mm-hmm. that just casually just had the MCU just involved. Like it was just like it it, yeah. it wasn't a full-on Avengers movie, but it existed in a world where the Avengers clearly existed. And I think that this yeah. one is doing a really good job of that as well. That yeah, absolutely yeah absolutely. yeah that it, that it has Nick Fury, it has um, Maria Hill, but I think it also you know I think they leave itself open to have any number of other characters, and I really wouldn't be surprised if they have a couple, like, you know, cameos from different characters, just because, you know, well, one, because the, the, all those actors in it were in Atlanta just a little bit before, and two, because I think it just, they, this, everything's so integrated, it actually would almost feel untrue to just yeah. have one character. And this is also the end of Phase 3, so, like, I'm guessing maybe end credits, maybe we get something, or something at the very end of the movie, I think that would at least kind of give you an inkling of what's to come going forward, because it really does feel like the uh, Marvel has a has a blank slate to write with. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm just super excited to see uh, what they do with because um, I, I don't want we talked before in our. Uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. and in texts about how I'm a little apprehensive about the multiverse. Not because yes. I don't like the story of Secret Wars or whatever. It's because I'm afraid that once you open the multiverse, they can just do the thing where every single character, whenever they die, they come back. But I think that with it be with the snap being the thing that like sent Quentin back through and it not being like someone built a portal to another universe, I think that that like yeah. is it, that, I think that works in a way because like. If it's if it's just simple as like you can cross back and forth, then like what the hell are we doing? You know, yeah. we'll, 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 then Spider Man could just pop over, see uh, Tony Stark, and then pop back. You know. Yeah, it but, gives a reason. It, give, it well, it does give a reasonable problem to solve, and you could kind of build towards that. If yeah. Quentin Beck in this movie, or if in Black Panther, Black Panther Two, where. In Endgame, they're talking about the earthquakes and the Neymar uh, situation that, that mm-hmm. they, they kind of alluded to there. That could be a cause of what the snap uh, uh, dealt with. And that could be Neymar coming from an alternate Earth. Mm-hmm. And if they're doing it like that, then you can reasonably build or and kind of... Um, uh, kind of get through your your concerns as far as uh, yeah, what if potentially it, a secret war movie could be. Because if, 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 my thing is just if it's super easy to go back and forth between universes, then yeah, yeah. like because then what universe are we supposed to care about? 
because then when any ever, ever any character dies, right. anyone can just pop over to the universe if they're still alive. But also, what that makes exactly. me think about too is I wonder that um, I feel like there has to be a moment in Far From Home where Spider-Man is talking to either Quentin Beck or Nick Fury about other universes. Yeah, and he says something like, "Is Mister Stark still alive in your universe?" Or something like that. Um, <laughs> that would be so cool. I know, but I think that that like I think that because I, I mean that was more when I first went when I thought of uh, him being another universe and like I think because I think that that ultimately is like because um, I think that Spider Man is he's he's a kid you know he's he's pretty one track yeah. minded and I, I I imagine that that's the first thing he'd wonder about another universe. Yeah, I I mean I think for well this is the thing about this film that is interesting to me it's like you're not only dealing with the aftermath of of the snap and tony's death and everything else you see in the initial shots of the trailer spider spidey got the iron spider suit and he's still fighting crime so he goes right back to to fighting crime uh from when he was snapped and i think dealing just with the ramifications of that and then him wanting to go on vacation and just chill and and uh, have his little teen romance, which 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 is uh, which seems like it's that's another storyline that some people may be like ah whatever. I think that's interesting. You uh, want to see the development of I Peter mean Parker's we both we both know that that's the thing I'm most interested in. That's just like this to be honest. <laughs> Nitz is not here for yelling me for that, and I, I fully expect a text go. about it. But yeah, I just I'm I love I because I think I think that they just MCU's done so poorly is having uh, yeah. love interests like other than Iron Man like it's all just done so. Uh, anyway, but yeah, I agree. Oh, you know what? Let me ask you a question about that because I heard this the other day. Do you feel like um, all of the all of the uh, the female characters in the in the MCU have been developed are good? Like mostly, I mean, or do you feel like they've left a lot to be desired? Um, I mean, like the major female characters, I think that like uh, Black Widow, I think so. I, th- I think that there was enough to, I think that she was a fully round character, especially in Endgame, because she, like, the bit, the bits of her, um, where you see her just, you know, exhausted and crying by herself because of how over, like, that, I think, is, like, super, uh... That was very good. Like, that's super great character development, because her whole thing, at the beginning when you first meet her, is that she just feels like she's in... Like, she has convinced herself that she's emotionally incapable of caring about other people, and now she is the person who's... Yeah took it upon herself to basically care about the whole world. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was really effective. Um, I think that Captain Marvel obviously, like, is... I don't know if she's quote-unquote developed, but I think that she has, which I think so many, so many, so many, so many, so many female characters in all types of movies, not just superhero movies, don't have, is that she's just naturally self-assured. So, like, I don't... Yeah. A lot of my normal concerns I have about female characters not being developed or, like, they're too reliant on a man or, like, they... even If they're strong, but then in the moment of, like, importance, they need to get saved. Like, she has none of that because she just is, like, you know, is her... She doesn't need anyone. Um, so I'm, right. I'm... But I'm also willing to wait for that. Um, Scarlet Witch, I feel like... Kind of, I don't know. I, I I'm, I actually, I think that, uh, like, I, and I, interesting. it's interesting because, on the one hand, you could say like, oh, she, the, her whole thing in the last two movies with that she was sad that her boyfriend died or whatever. But also, like, that's yeah. <laughs> just because that kind of sounds like that doesn't mean that that's not a legitimate reason to be gay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if 
I feel that character's been fully developed, but also, like, she's never had her own standalone movie or anything like that, so I think it'd just be a lack of time. Um, Now, I think that uh, Marvel definitely could do better with female characters, probably could have more, and have in movies, uh, because I feel like so many of them were introduced as side characters in movies. Um, But, Mm. yeah, I I mean, I I think that it's... I've definitely seen so, so much worse. Um, So, I don't know. Um, So... So as an aside, yeah. So one of the rumors, speaking of uh, women characters in the movie, so uh, Zendaya's uh, MJ in the, this movie, there's a rumor going around that allegedly she might be the daughter of Nick Fury. Let's say if that's true, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not excited about that. No, I'm, I'm not, not either. happy about that. Not I would like right. her to be her own character. Mm-hmm. And you, you feel the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nah, yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of that. Yeah, that I also, case. especially just because, like, a couple things, like, uh, I would be super out of character, I feel like, for Nick Fury. To, cause, like, Nick Fury is, like, he's, um, obviously, like, a renegade, a lone wolf type guy by nature, but also, mm-hmm. like, he's not, like, a dick. Like, he wouldn't just, like, have a daughter yeah. that he does, you know what I mean? And, like, right. obviously, like, Maybe she would take her mom's last name because he's not around. But, like, I can't imagine. Like, that would just be kind of just, uh... Also, like, they can't do it again. Like, they can't do the Spider-Man thing. The the, the girl he's interested in's father is, you know... So, you know what I mean? They can't do that again, I don't feel like. Yeah. I, I also... One of the thing, One of the funny things in the trailer is, um... This Happy Hogan uh, shouts to John Favreau. Um... Uh, one of the things I really liked was was him uh, telling Spy- telling Peter Parker to take the call from Nick Fury, and <laughs> Peter Parker ignores it. He's like, "You don't, you don't, you don't ignore Nick Fury." That's a, that, that's, I'm looking forward to those interactions. So so much fun. Jerome, hello. What's up, man? Uh, nothing much. Hello, Mr. Jerome. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh... I'm glad that we can have this conversation with the two two series. <laughs> with the I, I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but no, like but that really has affected everything that I'm doing in my life. That's fine. That's fine. I uh, just wanted to get what's your immediate quick reaction to when you your trailer. Um, AC's obviously was just multiverse. Mine was. I imagine. <laughs> I'm in the group chat. I, yeah. I imagine that's. Uh, mine that's, was. Funny enough, yeah. that's how I found out. Um, that there was a trailer, yeah, because there was no link or anything. I didn't open up Twitter at all, and all I got was in our group chat was uh, AC typing in all caps "multiverse," and I was That's like, me. <laughs> and I was just, and I was. Th- this is the thing, though, because like, I'm I'm privileged enough to like get like the full AC experience, but. Mm-hmm. That multiverse text could mean anything at any given point. Mm-hmm. Like it could just mean that at any point, like AC just feels like letting us reminding us again. Multiverse Honestly, could happen. yeah. Because when I first saw that, <laughs> I did. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I just thought like, okay, like, like yeah, AC's excited when he's talking about the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, like okay, it's, our, da- it's our daily there. multi. It's the daily ding of like multiverse checks. Like it's just yeah, yeah multiverse will happen. And then I thought about it more. I'm like, wait, is there a trailer going on? Yeah. And then so I open up, dude. You and I, Jake, you know how much we love Spider-Man, how much we love him Mm -hmm. in this particular world. Mm -hmm. Of course, I was pumped about this. This was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we're just talking about some of our favorite moments. Um, We're just talking about Mm -hmm. when Happy Hogan's getting Spider-Man to take Nick Fury's call, uh, which I think is great. That was great. Especially just because that ends up with, uh, you know, Ned getting shot with a dart. So, next time, Peter, pick up the phone. (laughs) 
Yes, I like the uh, work for as opposed to work with um, yeah. Peter Parker <laughs> or with, work with uh, Spider-Man. That was a great moment. Uh, I am so curious, and maybe I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, we, but everything Mysterio-based in this film mm-hmm. so far, or at least what have you been shown, hasn't really hinted at all about what I know about Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Which I think is like, good. I'm just, glad they're doing that, though. <clears throat> Which is, it's a good thing, but, like, at least, like, since we can talk with some previous knowledge of it, like, there is an element where I'm just, like, how much of what we're seeing in these moments are actually happening? I think almost none of it, but I think that that's, I think that, uh, I like that it's being set up that way, because I think for most of the movie, we're still not gonna know, like, like I think that, uh, it's it's not quite an okie doke because in the comics it's canon that like he, uh, you know, uses special effects or whatever and fake stuff. But I think that it definitely mm-hmm. is trying to prime audiences to expect you know these various elemental monsters to be the. Uh, I had a I had a couple like none of which are probably going to happen theories about it. Go. Um, one was. He is not from the multiverse. The multiverse exists, but he uses it as a reason <laughs> to explain his existence. Oh, that's interesting. I thought about yeah. that, too. Um, I thought about that, too. Uh, the other one was, I don't know that they want to go back to the stones, but if he is really from a multiverse, does he create everything with a reality stone from his universe? Oh, that's a good question. That, that's another interesting theory, too. None, none that I think are at all possible. Just like when you watch it enough, just like just too many things would yeah. have to line up. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, straight thoughts and all that. Yeah. Well, well you it, know, the, se- the, the, the setup, uh, the setup in this film is pretty clearly, and, I, and I've read as such that uh, Quentin Beck is set up to be almost like the cool uncle to Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Like, I think so, Jake Gyllenhaal like, said Beck. those words himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm really interested to see how that relationship plays out, especially with what we know about Mysterio. And if they're setting up a sort of heel turn uh, towards the end of the film, that makes that whole situation much more compelling. It also just makes sense just in the context of because we know that Tony Stark is dead and like Peter now is without another father figure. Like he's definitely going to be aiming to get one. And that's probably what they would love to position Mysterio as in the time being. Yeah. A thing that I'm really thinking about, and I can't stop thinking about since Endgame, is I and I'm obviously gonna address it in some way, but like I wonder what the effects in the world are that half of the population is five years younger than the other half. This was. is what you wanted, Jake. You mentioned it in the pregame pod, like yeah. that was like your favorite idea for them to tackle. Yeah, like, the I really want to know. Also, yeah. like, what are the? And I don't, I don't mind because it's good for storytelling. But like, what are the odds that Ned, Peter, uh, MJ? Flash, all of them were all uh, snapped. Like, what are the, what are the odds? How would it have been for like five years older Flash? I know that's not what happened, but like, if that was like what the case, yeah. just like he was actually older and he can like really be the five year older bully. That yeah, actually, that would be. I, well, I wouldn't mind. That's that. the wild part is that they were, and that's what they decided to do to uh-huh. kind of um, uh, narratively just be able to move on with the film without the whole. Wait a minute, five years have passed. Yeah. Well, speaking just like loosely on that. I, what I really love as a takeaway from the trailer before we get back into talking more about the five-year thing is not just with Endgame and like Infinity War, it just feels like every movie right now is so lived in that for you to be on board, you basically have to have a pretty strong knowledge of everything that came before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the, the idea, like, imagine even the thought 
in, I'd say, the first two phases of bringing up the idea of multiverse. Like, you couldn't, right? Like, like hieroglyphics. You need to build it up to this point. You need to add space. You need to add Doctor Strange. You need to add all these different cosmic elements for that to be even, like, a reasonable thought. Because, like, one of the things, I'm sure we'll talk about it when we get back to Endgame, that I love is just, like, everyone keeps on having their moment of, like, well, I've seen the raccoon talk, anything is possible. Or, well, I've seen this, anything is possible. <laughs> and that's what's so amazing about this to me. It's just like, anything is possible. Anything is possible! Yeah, they're at the tip of the iceberg with this stuff. Especially yeah. with what um, with what could happen with the Eternals. And uh, But I don't want to get too far afoot. Let's stay on task. Yeah, yeah let's, let's focus on the trailer. Um, yeah, so, Jake, do you have any other thoughts when it comes to like the whole five-year and how uh, they I don't know. with it? Like, I, I really should, like I said, I really hope that there are some people who are five years older, and that's like a part of the plot point. Um, I right. don't know how exactly that would be function. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, and I think we just need to You talk- know who would be okay. the gr- a really fun comedy point for at least five-year-older? Hannibal Burris. Oh, that'd be great. That would be great, great, great. Like, what have you been doing? I hope for, like, he's. Five I hope years? he's in. I hope he's in this he's movie. He's got to come back. Oh, he was. Fantastic. Oh, and that's right. JB Smoove is in this movie, but we haven't seen his character yeah. yet. Maybe JB Smoove is the older Hannibal Burris. <laughs> <laughs> we all look alike, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I walked into that one. <laughs> um, you guys know where I stand on JB Smoove. Um, yeah. I need him yes. to. I obviously I want him to play J. Jonah Jameson, but more importantly, of as I've said, I just need him to say the word Spider-Man. I, I need that so badly. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I think we all. I think we need, we need to to address what the uh, what everyone. I'm, I at least as far as I can tell, like the top line thing I was talking about from this trailer, the line. Uh, what is it? Where it's uh, I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and Nick Fury says. <laughs> Bitch, please, you've been to space. <laughs> are we are we just gonna plug it in at this point? Or, or uh yes. Over, yeah, so? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm gonna leave uh, my Spider Man my Tony uh to play Peter Parker impression in just because, you know, I've been working on that. Well, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but I mean I, I mean no no, you gotta because yeah, no, no, you gotta. Um I'm all here for more Jake Christie impressions. Thank you. I'm Those not good at any of them, but I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love any moment Nick Fury gets to be a little more sen out jackson yeah yeah that's what i was thinking too which is like that is that yeah i'm thinking that he i'm like in the script they did not have bitch in there he just like got, no they definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like it, it's it's the it's the mcu version of not like being able to say like motherfucker you've been to space yeah exactly <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a great moment um yeah it, it's like i think i also like the contrast of it because the whole point of spider-man homecoming was that he was trying to play outside of his um, box and not accept the fact that he was a friendly neighborhood. But now, because I feel um, almost similar to how Avengers affected Tony in Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to imagine not just in the dealing with the snap in the five yeah. years. Like, dude played up, like, a thousand leagues. Like, he... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peter went to space. He got snapped away. He came back into a giant war. Like, he... We know he's capable, he has potential, but he definitely play, like just did way more than he ever expected. So I like the idea of him coming back and just being like, I need to relax. And I think there's a lot of elements to that yeah. just because you see him yeah. still fighting crime as like a neighborhood Spider-Man. You see him even trying to avoid it altogether by going on a vacation. Like, mm-hmm. he, I love it, and that's like one of the best parts of the Spider-Man uh, story in comics is just the idea of 
Peter Parker balancing his life as Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Oh, and building him into a leader. Because I, I do I do feel like, in terms of how they want to promote and market these movies going forward, I think Spider-Man and this character are are going to be a huge part of what the Avengers are going to look like uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, yeah, like I hope they play into it in the sense of, like, I think we've all talked about the idea that of, like, who would be the next Iron Man. I think a popular thought in our group was Shuri, just for her mm-hmm. intelligence and what she's able yeah. to put together. But we do also have to factor in, and I hope they really dive into it more because they've already addressed it. Peter Parker's a genius, too. Yeah. Yeah. I also do, I think, too, the thing, I think the thing that, uh, I don't know if it'll be explicitly addressed with this film, but I think that a thing that, obviously, in, like, the comics, there always is another Iron Man or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that with the movies, like... I almost I want I, I want the answer to the question of who's the next Iron Man to be. There is no next Iron Man. No one could be Iron Man. But I will yes. take on the responsibilities that Iron Man has. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, like I actually don't really want anyone yeah, to don the it's, suit. It's replacing like a point guard. It's replacing the shooting guard on your team. It's not like making a new Kobe or exactly a new Jordan. And I think yeah. it's obviously in the comics, it tends to actually be that. And I think that that works for the comics. But with the movies, like I I, I, right. I want Peter Parker just to not worry about being Iron Man, but to try to come to terms with the responsibilities that Iron Man had, which actually makes me brings up a thing I was going to bring up that uh, I really am super interested to see Happy Hogan's role in this movie because he's been working yeah, yes. for Tony Stark for, I think, I would I guess, probably 25 years. Um, and now he probably is, I imagine, lost and is trying to replace that. I'm with... just trying to figure out how much he's been working at May. Oh, yeah. Remember, Jesus that was from Christ. the first trailer. <laughs> on the relationship, Jake. I know. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm faking being disturbed. We both know that I've said much I, we worse. Know, we both pod. know. Exactly. Uh, um, no, no, a thousand percent, uh, Jake. Just uh, happy has. I mean, he's basically. How many people are left from the first time? There's Pepper. There's Happy. Who else? Rody, I mean, technically, Rody, but. Rody. Not the Terrence Howard, yeah. <laughs> Rhodey, <laughs> the character of Iron James Maine. Rhodes exists. Yes, Iron Man. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's there there's a lot to fill in there. The technology hasn't gone anywhere, and in fact, it's like more advanced. And um, yeah, like the resources are there, right? Because I gotta say, as brilliant as like Tony has been, um, there have been like so many scenes where you just feel like, as long as you have a Jarvis or uh, I forget what the other name of his friday oh, friday 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 thank you like as long as you have one of those on hand like run as many scenarios as you need to and eventually they'll come to an answer yeah and, and peter's got a karen <laughs> and there you go peter's right. got a karen. i love karen she's yeah. so great in it yeah karen. um yeah it's it's really cool um one thing i also like in terms of this whole idea about dealing with like being a hero and it's also very kind of iron man to me is the fact that Mary Jane, they just, like, throw it right away. Mary Jane just knows he's Spider-Man. Yeah, like, I, I thought that was so great. Because mm-hmm. Peter is terrible at keeping his secret. And, and also, I think, too, is I think that, like, I think that what that what that scene did for me is that it established, because we've had, this is our third iteration of Spider-Man, and <laughs> yeah. we had uh, Mary Jane in the original three, uh, mm-hmm. Gwen Stacy, which effectively really kind of had all the same characteristics as Mary Jane, in the yeah. next two. And I think that, like, 
MJ in these movies is just she's not there's no like she's not the damsel that Spider-Man has like she's just not that yeah. naive like yeah. oh Spider-Man I I wish you met my boyfriend Peter he's so nice like it, it's not it's yeah. not her vibe yeah. like she just yes. she's too smart for that and so yeah. I think that like we can skip all that if for if sure. someone was gonna figure out like of course she's gonna figure out he's Spider-Man he's right. always leaving at random points and when mm. he leaves Spider-Man shows up. And while other people might not think about it, because, like, for example, like, Flash wouldn't think about it, because the idea of Peter Parker being Spider-Man was just blasphemous, but... Right. That's great. Yes. But, but like, MJ's like, yeah, of course you're Spider-Man. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> right. And, like, I mean, even at the top of it, where he tells the cops I'm going on vacation, mm-hmm. like, yeah, not yeah. to say that, like, that they would connect the two together, but mm-hmm. he really leaves the opportunity that, like, if you do, like a minor amount of investigation, yeah. you probably can figure out who Spider-Man is. Yeah, if you just right. need to cross-check like, travel, like, flights and height, and then I think you probably narrow like, it down yeah, enough. A, post, a post-internet world, <laughs> like a post-Google world, like it's very easy to figure out who Spider-Man is. Yeah. 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 I'm also, like, just a, as a, as a kind of, like, lastly thing, um, the, the the other villains in the movie I think they're referred to as the elementals I've seen I've seen hydro man I've seen uh, molten man actually hydro man I don't know Jerome if you remember from the spider-man animated series I do um, how like, problematic Lucy. of a character he was I don't remember how problematic he was um, honestly the I think the villain that always stands out the most is the Morbius thing, just because he was just like, (laughs) it was was a long arc, and he was just like the weirdest character. Can I ask Um, why uh, Hydro Man was problematic? Yeah, I want to know that. Well, uh, Hydro Man was uh, Mary Jane's uh, ex-boyfriend, and he was stalking her. Um, Uh, Oh, okay. And they they had like a stalker storyline on his show for like, seven and eight year olds i feel so like if just... we explore stalker storylines from like anything before i don't know this year it probably is super problematic <laughs> <laughs> so i mean that was back i mean that was back in the 90s though so like a lot i grade of i grade they, every they marvel i grade every marvel problematic thing on a scale of captain marvel being raped by her son from the future so like that is oh, goodness that's gracious, the worst yeah. so like yeah. every like that that's the high point, and not saying that things below it can't also be bad. But like when you said problematic, I'm like, please tell me it's not as bad as that. Yeah. <laughs> also, very randomly uh, having me think about like most characters in the Spider-Man animated series, I feel like any character that wasn't didn't have any particular accent could have been voiced by Jay Christie. Yeah, I mean, like, I, right I feel like there's like probably elements of him being able. Like, hey, thank you. Yeah. I, I, guys, um, we got to read, we'll do a redub. Yeah. Like once yeah. we start like really diving into this content, we'll like open up everything yeah. and just redub the Spider-Man animated series with and, you and guys. And I'll read, I'll just let you guys, I'll read, uh, any voice from any Spider-Man movie, TV show or everything for you. If you hit the Venmo, uh, Jake dash Christie, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, any more thoughts guys? Cause I, uh, I want to wrap up, um, in a second, but, uh, do you have any more thoughts you need to get in? It's a great trailer, and it sets it up nicely, and I think one thing we've learned about Marvel trailers at this point is we probably shouldn't take any of it to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, I think this, is the, this movie is the epilogue to Phase 3, which, mm-hmm. you know, ha- had a huge, a huge happening in, that, in uh, Endgame. So to kind of see what the, what the chapter closes out on. Um, will be interesting for sure. But it was a great trailer. I'm very excited for the film. I'm really excited about the narrative, like, just because you mentioned the closing of Phase 3, that, like, I don't know why it didn't occur to me, 
But the idea that they're trying to plant the seed of Spider-Man taking a leadership role yeah. is really exciting. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. The, yeah, the next chapter, man. The next chapter is mm-hmm. coming. All right, now before we go, this is just uh, I'm gonna cut this out because it's something I want to say off the record because I was thinking this when I was watching Spider-Man: Homecoming like last week was sure. We should we should still include it in, just like covered up with like a particular yes. like type of track. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. yeah, and we're back, uh, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, Jerome. Where can people find you on the internets? Uh, on the internets uh, at Black Dragon Roll, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm out there. AC. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at AC Spotlight Nine Five. Make sure you follow our our new Twitter handle, uh, MC University Pod, and yeah, that's uh, right. check out the pod. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yep, you can follow me at the J Christie. Listen to my other podcast, Sorted History. Yep, so uh, please like and I mean, excuse me, not like. Please uh, follow that page. We're gonna be we put some content on there. I'm gonna be putting some content on there. AC will be putting some content on there. I can't promise anything from this. Content out there. We'll all be putting out content. We out gotta there get Deets on the tweets. Yeah, there. yeah, at least once or twice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She has the password anyway. I mean, like. Yeah. Let's just give Nitz like the account every time she watches Thor Ragnarok, which is about two or three per week. <laughs> just continue live tweet Thor Ragnarok yeah. like all the time. I yeah. uh, that that w- I would not mind at all. Um, but yeah, guys, great to talk to you, and we'll talk to you sometime yeah. about Endgame. Either I don't know this week, next week, some week, a week. We'll bye bye. Yeah, we'll, we'll do Endgame end Part Two of uh, sixty-seven. Yeah, uh, sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> bye.